0: Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Opera After Dark. is so excited. Oh, boy.
1: Because Friends, non's, non's, nons, 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 We're about to non's, talk
0: non's. about the non's most
1: non's, baby death. Yep.
0: We're about to talk oh. about the most boring opera
2: <laughs>
0: anyone will see until the last the last like 10 minutes. Great. And actually kind of midway through, there's a really great mezzo aria. And other than that, <laughs> Boring, boring, boring. The opera we're talking about is the second opera in Puccini's Il Trittico*, which is called Bore Angelica.
1: (laughs) So it's called Swore Angelica. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Swore Angelica, which translates to Sister Angelica.
1: Right. I have um, a soft spot in my heart for this opera because I went for my undergrad to an all-girls school Right. So this was definitely an opera that was done while I was there.
0: It was done every year. They're like, yeah, we're d- yeah, we're gonna do no, Swore not again every year. Yeah.
1: Not every year. Gonna... Did Hansel and Gretel one year. <laughs> Did the Magic Flute, believe it or not.
0: We're gonna do Swore and scenes from De Rosenkavalier.
1: Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was Sisters in Aviva. Nice. Ooh. Was a little aria about sheep. Right. But I will. I will agree with Kyle. <laughs> That's the first. 30 minutes of this opera are basically just like a day in the life of a nun. Seriously, and, uh, seriously. Not a whole lot happens. But it's very pretty.
0: It. Some of the music is very beautiful. But overall, as a piece, it bores me to tears. Granted, I wow. haven't watched it in a while. Maybe I would have a, a nice new experience.
1: Okay. Mm. Naomi, what do you think about this opera? I also
3: think that the majority of the opera as Kyle has said like how exciting can a day in the life of a nun be right
0: well it would be one thing if it was like actually these nuns are like secretly selling drugs or somebody's <laughs> like somebody's having an affair with somebody or so, which actually there is a bit of an undertone there like there is
3: a bit of that in actually
0: swore angelica is there cuz she did some unspeakable well to her family unspeakable things. It it's it was a different time. Now people right. now people would just say, oh, okay, let's all move on. But right. um it's still just yeah, I mean there for God's sake, there's an aria about sheep. <laughs>
2: well that's
1: such a nice little aria.
0: And there's like let's
1: listen to it now. La
2: Sorella Sorella oh, no,
0: Lame.
1: So I think Kyle's issue with this opera is that the plot really doesn't start until about halfway through it. Right. Right. right.
0: But, anyways, Naomi, would you like to set the scene? for us is is there other information that we need to know like what is there a source for this libretto
3: there is no source that i know of that is named there isn't a librettist who
0: is, <laughs> who is
3: <laughs> giovacchino forzano <Ooh. laughs> and no i do not have a relative named Giov- <laughs> Giovacchino. that's not a name will you name, will name, you name your child
0: will you name your child Giovacchino?
3: your unborn baby <laughs> what does vacchino mean in italian that would be like the de- what does deciding what mean factor in
0: it sounds too close uh, to vecchio
1: old joe
0: <laughs> little old joe
1: <laughs> oh speaking of old joe can i just sidebar for a second i just finished a book called hope never dies and it is literally barack obama joe biden fan fiction where they solve crimes
0: oh that's great
1: and i highly recommend it i mean it was like dumb but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. That was it. Go on.
0: So Joe are we still gonna are we gonna He was an Italian
1: that? playwright, libretto, stage director, and film director. Nice. Best known for Suaran I don't think his name means anything. Well I don't think but- would be like little John, right? I think so. Yeah. Little uh-huh. John Ferranzo. <laughs> <laughs> he okay.
0: died in nineteen
1: seventy, so it's not so long ago. I know.
0: What? Oh wow. And I mean, apparently
1: he he wrote a bunch of movies. Movie oh tracks. my gosh,
0: he must have been crazy young when he did the libretto. Well, and he was crazy born, old when he died. He
1: was born in 1884 and he
0: died in 1970. So, uh now we know about the libretto. All right. Thanks thanks a lot, Joe Vacchino, for this boring boring story.
1: There's there's a Don't lot. put it on Joe Vacchino, buddy. Wow. Well. He
0: he literally wrote the story. Who else who else am I going to put it on? I don't know. So I suppose We've got you're this upset story. because
1: there's no tenor in it. There's no man in it. There is no man in it. No.
0: As we mentioned last week, this triptych, this trilogy of operas made their premiere at the Metropolitan Opera in 1918. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, of course, when Sore Angelica made its premiere.
1: Well, the guy that did this libretto also did the libretto for Johnny Skiki.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Know. I do like that libretto. Johnny Skiki
1: I, does have a source material, though. We'll
0: uh, get to that uh, next
3: week. So it does. Yeah, I
0: think it's also worth um, since I mean, Elspeth mentioned this, but this is an opera that is done not just in all women's colleges; it's done in a lot of colleges. Period. Yes, because because it's hard to find.
1: There's a lot of women in it, and so yes, like everyone does a lot. Everybody gets a chance to do something on stage. Yes, right,
0: right. Fair enough. That was my first exposure. It was when I was in college, and mine too. I was in Johnny Skiki and really happy that I didn't have to be around rehearsals for Swar Angelica. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the plot for Swar Angelica though can be summed up in about three sentences. Is that right. what we're gonna attempt to do? No, it's up no, it's up to you. Okay.
3: The first
0: well, certainly the first half.
3: Okay. So no, the whole thing. <laughs> it takes place it takes place in Italy. At a mm-hmm. convent, which we've covered, mm-hmm. in like the latter part of the 17th century. So this is like 1650 to 1700.
1: But they're on habit, so who knows when it takes place? Right. right. There, there's really no
0: to indication of time. It's timeless. Yesterday, it is timeless. I do like that. Sort
1: of. Although, like the
3: whole Principesa thing and the whole being shunned mm. by your family thing, right, makes sense in this time period, right? So. When the opera opens, they're all, like, singing about life at the convent. They sing some hymns. They say, I'm a nun. Right.
1: Joyful, um, joyful, I
0: Oh, enough of that.
1: <laughs> it's basically Sister
3: Act one. Right. Uh-huh. I was just going to say, Sister Mary Clarence comes on stage. Right. Directs a choir.
1: Um, sister Mary Clarence, is sister should have Oh. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: And then is Whoopi Goldberg, Swarangelica? Angelica. No. 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 But it's kind Oop. of like Is Maggie Smith. Oh. Mm. No, Maggie Smith is the aunt. She would be like the abbess or the or La Pesa. Yes. Anyway, okay. sorry.
3: Um, so then they talk about a lot of things. Um, they talk about a fountain and how when the sun hits it just right, at the water turns
1: golden. You, you're thrilled already, right, with Boring. how dramatic this is. I will say that I was in this opera when I was in college, and then I went to Rome the next year. I was in Trastevere, which is one of the older parts of the city, and when the sun hits the um, the walls in a certain light, it reminds me of Swan Angelica, because they talk about how it turns everything this sort of rosy gold i like Blessed Virgin and all of that. And that's exactly what it looks like.
0: Yeah, that's nice and all. Oh, my God. Oh, Kyle. come on. What about, did you see any sheep at the same time?
1: I didn't because we were in a city. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so everybody's talking about their goings on.
1: Right. Right. So then
3: they talk about how beautiful the 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 light hits the water and it turns everything this golden hue. And this reminds them of one of their friends, a a sister who passed away. Right. And then they decide to pour some of the golden water on her tomb. So they're like group grieving this whole thing. Well, mm-hmm. get engaged. I'm engaged. <laughs> and then, then they start talking about things that they dream of. And, like, things they wish to see. And so this is where Elspeth's character, Sister Genevieve, sings the aria all about the lambs, Mm -hmm. the sheep that she likes, because she used to be a shepherdess before she was a nun. And then another nun, like, wishes they had something good to eat. That's Sister Dolcina. Yes, that's something we can all sympathize with, right? The one who likes food. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Her only characteristic. (laughs) like,
3: like, yes, I I just love
0: food. I like I, to eat. I, I actually can't identify with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: As and, and then y'all.
1: Moving on.
3: So then Sister Angelica is like, that's nice that all of you have these nice nice things that you think of and want, but like, I'm fine. I'm perfectly content. There's nothing that I dream of. She's
1: such a downer. But wait, there's a reason.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then all the nuns start gossiping like, what's our
1: fucking deal, man?
3: Right. Or I was, I was thinking of like, how do you solve a problem like Angelica? Wow. Right? <laughs> she is such
0: a downer all <laughs> the time. <laughs> the
3: time. <laughs> right. That's fair. And then they're like, we heard that she was exiled from her family and she was sent to this convent. She's because, a noble
1: woman, right? Right. Got exiled because she boned someone. She was pregnant and not married.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But all speculation. But wait.
0: Is that when Principesa shows up?
1: Not who quite arrives yet. at the door. Oh.
3: The infirmary sister, the nurse. Sorry. No one cares. <laughs> right. Who's like, Sister Angelica, please take this herbal remedy that I made you. Um and then who yes, knows Yeah, sister on the Angelica door.
1: is good with plants.
0: Right, right. Foreshadowing. Exactly. Oh really? Yes. Oh She's like very good at making potions from her garden
1: yes oh
0: foreshadowing okay um. also the opera's named swore angelica so we know what that means right so
1: the
3: nurse comes and she's like angelica i need your help make it this herbal remedy for this thing yeah she's like i'm on it right okay, this okay. Is my job this is my job then there's a knock on the door and who arrives
1: but stephanie Blythe? Woo! Hey!
3: Or just
0: awesome mezzo.
1: Livening up this podcast. Elspeth hey. Davis! I do not sing this role. It's way too Big Mama for me.
0: It is an awesome Big Mama role. And mm-hmm. in the most recent HD showing from the Met uh, of Il Trittico, mm-hmm. Stephanie Blythe is the only person featured in all three operas.
3: Hey, That's right.
0: She was the bag lady. What's that role? What's the name? La
1: Frugala.
0: La Frugala, La and then she's also La Principesa, and then she's Sita in Janiskeki. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. Which we'll get to next week.
0: Mm-hmm. So she shows up, La Principesa, and sings, in my opinion, the best aria from this opera, La Principesa aria.
1: Let's listen
3: to
0: it. Is well, let me set this up. This fine, aria, please
3: do since you've contributed nothing so far right oh.
0: nothing except for negativity right this aria in my opinion is extremely badass she i wish i could tell you more about like the content of what she's saying but she's actually kind of recounting the fact that swarangelica got pregnant and was But sent why here. is
1: she there she's there for a reason
3: Yeah. oh
0: you'll have to fill in the gaps why is she there?
1: So she's there because
3: Angelica's sister, mm-hmm. who's like, you know, done it all right.
0: Oh, right.
3: Didn't meet a guy and bone him and then get married. Mm-hmm. She, you know, met the guy, and is now getting married and is going to do all the respectable things. Um, <laughs> so she's basically saying like Angelica's the... I guess, the sister that is technically supposed to inherit everything. Mm -hmm. But La Principe is like, your sister's getting married and she's doing it all right. So I need you to renounce your claim on the inheritance since you're a nun and you don't need it. And it all has to go to your sister. And then Angelica is like... Like no, I don't think so because I've repented for my sin right. and I can't forget my baby who I gave right. birth to. I need to. to be able to support my child. Right, and she's like, uh. I know this was seven years ago, <laughs> but like, I love him and I'm I want to be able to provide a good life for him, so I don't want to give up everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, then her aunt, the princess, which means that Angelica is what the a the duchess. duchess? Mm-hmm.
0: Something like that. She's like,
1: her aunt is like, Bitch, that kid's dead.
0: The baby's dead.
1: Whoa, whoa. And is like, What?
0: And she's just like overcome with grief. She ends up signing her inheritance away. And so there's a lot going on in this aria, but it does sound extremely, to me, this is like one of the most badass uh, mezzo arias mm-hmm. of all time. It ends with this like really dramatic, justitia. It's like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's lower than I can sing. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's listen to it. So we have noice. this heartbreaking heart- heartbreaking aria. So no. all that
1: shit happens, and then the Prince Pessa is like, Cool, I'm glad we have this talk. Bye. And she leaves.
0: <laughs> See you never.
1: Yes, yes. Angelica sings like the really, really famous piece in this opera, and she's basically decided, Well, if my son is dead, then there's no reason for me to continue living. So she sings this aria, Senza Mama, which means like without a mother. Basically, Mm -hmm. she's singing about how, like, without a mother, my child never had a chance to live Mm -hmm. in the first place. Um, And while she's singing it, she's, you know, collecting herbs in the garden. And she's um, putting together this potion that she is then going to drink because she wants to be with her child. Even though, heads up, Catholic, if you commit suicide, you ain't going to see that kid. Um, Which is
0: what she realizes it.
1: Halfway through, she's like, oh, no, I didn't think this through. I already um, drank this poison. I already drank this poison. Right. And then there's a scene at the end, which I think, Kyle, I know you think it's a little overwrought, but I do think that it is really effective. I, I do think it's funny with the, the choir of the nuns singing their prayers in the background, and Angelica is like,
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: It Actually, that is written into the score. It is written into oh. the score.
2: Um, But basically what happens is
1: she, whether it's actually happening or not, she has a a vision of the Virgin Mary Mm -hmm. coming Mm -hmm. down. And and the Virgin Mary, who is the Virgin Mary leading by his little hand? Her son. It's her son. And so they get to die together, which means you get the horrible experience of a child on stage, which never works the way that you expect it to because that kid needs to be pretty young because he died like way before he was seven mm-hmm. um right yeah
0: although they don't kids on stage it's not always done that way sometimes it's more no, of just it's like true. a vision and you're like swore angelica is just like describing what sometimes she's it's seeing like
3: a video projection mm-hmm. sometimes it's a puppet <laughs> sometimes it's but an actual like, child. it is like
1: a woman dresses the virgin mary and there's an actual child but she's like Leading by her hand that then goes to the dying Angelica and like holds her as she breathes her last, her sings mm-hmm. her last breath or whatever. Um, that's how the opera ends. And I think that's really beautiful. So why don't we listen to a little bit of Sense of Mama and then we'll listen to a little bit of like the big grand finale. I just really want to hear the part where Angelica is like.
2: Oh. Yeah, oh. right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, you, so you all know if you don't know this opera that I am not exaggerating. Yeah. That oh, is seriously. That's What happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I guess before we listen to that, because we'll probably go out to that.
1: Sure. let not do a super cut.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just going to say make sure that you come back for next week's episode, in which we'll be talking about the best, in my opinion, the best <laughs> opera from Il Trittico. Well, the funny Gianni one. Johnny Schicchi. Yeah, it is the funny one.
1: Johnny Schicchi.
0: Johnny Schicchi. It's the only comedic opera that Puccini ever composed
1: and it, it it contains one of i think the most famous things that puccini ever wrote an yes. aria that i can never listen to ever again in my entire life one of the um, most
0: famous arias period oh jesus let's be honest
3: we'll, we'll get to it save it for next week
0: save it and in the meantime while you're waiting for this new episode to come out we would love it if you could go into whichever app or platform you're listening to this podcast on leave us a review preferably mm-hmm. a good one yes. uh and please tell us what you like about the podcast um you can always reach out to us via social media um also opera after dark.com all of those places and we'd love to hear from you and in the meantime uh yeah we'll wait and, and talk with you next week
1: yeah
2: we're gonna head out on let's see so... oh. oh. <laughs> no. oh. right. oh, on <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bye.